1: WELCOME TO OUR FRIDAY'S BROADCAST OF THE GOSPEL TRUTH. TODAY IS THE END OF MY FOURTH WEEK TO BE TEACHING ON A SUBJECT THAT I'VE ENTITLED THE WAR IS OVER. I'VE GOT THIS BOOK AND TEACHING IN CD'S, DVD'S. WE'VE GOT STUDY GUIDES. WE'VE GOT IT IN SPANISH. AND I TELL YOU, THIS HAS BEEN A POWERFUL TEACHING. NEXT WEEK IS GONNA BE THE END OF THIS TEACHING. AND I'VE, I COULD JUST KEEP TALKING ABOUT THIS FOREVER BECAUSE BASICALLY THIS IS TALKING ABOUT the New Covenant versus the Old Covenant. I started with Luke chapter 2 verse 14 where it says, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. That's not talking about peace among men, but peace from God towards man. There had not been peace between God and man. The Old Testament law released the wrath of God. AND THERE WAS WRATH, THERE WAS WAR DECLARED BY GOD AGAINST OUR SIN. BUT WHEN JESUS CAME, JESUS ENDED THE WAR BECAUSE HE TOOK ALL OF GOD'S WRATH INTO HIS OWN BODY ON THE TREE AND HE DELIVERED US BY BEARING OUR PUNISHMENT AND OUR SIN AND GOD'S WRATH AGAINST OUR SIN. AND BECAUSE OF THAT, WE HAVE A NEW COVENANT. AND MAN, I'VE BEEN TALKING ABOUT THIS FOR FOUR WEEKS. THIS WEEK, I'VE BEEN REALLY TRYING TO EXPLAIN THE DIFFERENCE BETWEEN THE OLD COVENANT AND THE NEW COVENANT. AND ONE OF THE MAJOR SCRIPTURES THAT I'VE USED IS ROMANS CHAPTER 5, VERSE 13, WHERE IT SAYS, UNTIL THE LAW, SIN WAS IN THE WORLD, BUT SIN IS NOT IMPUTED WHEN THERE IS NO LAW. AND I WAS TALKING ABOUT HOW THAT FOR THE FIRST 2,000 YEARS OF HUMAN HISTORY AFTER THE FALL OF ADAM AND EVE, UNTIL THE TIME THAT MOSES GAVE THE LAW. GOD WAS DEALING WITH MANKIND IN MERCY. AND I'VE SHOWN THAT IN CAIN'S, THE WAY THAT GOD DEALT WITH CAIN. HE, HE EXTENDED MERCY AND EVEN PROTECTION TOWARDS THE VERY FIRST MURDERER ON THE FACE OF THE EARTH. BUT AFTER THE LAW WAS GIVEN, THE FIRST PERSON TO VIOLATE THAT WAS A MAN WHO PICKED UP STICKS ON THE SABBATH DAY. AND GOD SAID, KILL HIM, STONE HIM TO DEATH. THE LAW RELEASED THE WRATH THE PUNISHMENT OF GOD. AND WHAT THAT DID, IT INSTILLED FEAR INTO men. PROVERBS 16, 6, IT SAYS, BY MERCY AND TRUTH, INIQUITY IS PURGED, AND BY THE FEAR OF THE LORD, MEN DEPART FROM EVIL. NOW THAT'S SIGNIFICANT BECAUSE THIS IS SAYING THAT FEAR OF GOD, FEAR OF GOD'S REJECTION, FEAR OF PUNISHMENT, CAUSES PEOPLE TO DEPART FROM EVIL. BUT THAT DOESN'T SOLVE THE PROBLEM. IT MAY DIMINISH THE AMOUNT OF SIN, BUT JAMES CHAPTER 2, VERSE 10 SAYS, IF A PERSON KEEPS THE WHOLE LAW AND YET OFFENDS IN ONE POINT, YOU BECOME GUILTY OF EVERYTHING. SO EVEN THOUGH YOU MAY NOT HAVE DONE AS MUCH SIN AS SOMEBODY ELSE, SIN STILL SEPARATED US FROM GOD. THE WAGES OF SIN IS DEATH. YOU KNOW, I HAVEN'T GONE OUT AND COMMITTED MANY OF THE SINS THAT OTHER PEOPLE HAVE. I WAS RAISED IN A CHRISTIAN HOME. I WAS BORN AGAIN WHEN I WAS EIGHT YEARS OLD, AND I HAD A FEAR OF GOD IN ME, AND BECAUSE OF THAT, I'VE NEVER SAID A WORD OF PROFANITY. I'VE NEVER TAKEN A DRINK OF LIQUOR. I'VE NEVER SMOKED A CIGARETTE. I'VE LIVED A RELATIVELY HOLY LIFE. BUT WHO WANTS TO BE THE BEST SINNER THAT EVER WENT TO HELL? I HAD SINNED AND COME SHORT OF THE GLORY OF GOD, AND I NEEDED A SAVIOR AND SO I HAD TO BE BORN AGAIN. I HAD TO RECEIVE FORGIVENESS FOR MY SINS. BUT I HAVEN'T COMMITTED THE SAME DEGREE OR THE SAME AMOUNT OF SINS AS SOME OTHER PEOPLE. I STILL NEEDED A SAVIOR, BUT THERE WAS BENEFIT TO ME NOT GOING OUT AND LIVING IN sin. SOME OF YOU WATCHING THIS, YOU HAVE COME TO THE LORD. YOU ARE FORGIVEN. I AM NOT TRYING TO PUT YOU BACK UNDER THE LAW AND UNDER CONDEMNATION, BUT THERE ARE SOME OF YOU THAT HAVE LIVED A SEXUALLY IMPURE LIFE THAT HAVE DONE DRUGS, YOU'VE HURT OTHER PEOPLE. THERE MAY BE PEOPLE WATCHING THIS THAT HAVE MURDERED OTHER PEOPLE. YOU'VE CERTAINLY DONE DAMAGE TO OTHER PEOPLE. AND EVEN THOUGH NOW YOU'RE FORGIVEN AND THAT GOD LOVES YOU, AND IT'S JUST AS IF YOU'D NEVER SINNED, DID YOU KNOW THAT YOU STILL HAVE THOUGHTS COME TO YOU THAT I DON'T HAVE COME TO ME? THERE IS BENEFIT TO NOT LIVING A LIFE OF SIN. NOW AGAIN, I'VE SINNED AND A LITTLE BIT OF SIN, YOU KNOW, STILL WILL SEND YOU TO HELL, AND SO I'M NOT SAYING THAT I'M BETTER THAN ANYBODY ELSE, BUT I DON'T HAVE THE MEMORIES. I DON'T HAVE THE CONDEMNATION, THE GUILT THAT SOME OF YOU HAVE HAD TO DEAL WITH. AND THERE IS BENEFIT TO NOT LIVING IN SIN. WHAT IS IT THAT CAUSES YOU NOT TO LIVE IN SIN? IT SAYS THE FEAR OF uh, THE LORD CAUSES MEN TO DEPART FROM EVIL. AND SO GOD GAVE THE LAW, NOT BECAUSE THAT WAS HIS FIRST CHOICE. HE WAITED 2,000 YEARS AFTER THE FALL OF ADAM AND EVE BEFORE HE INTRODUCED THE LAW, BUT EVENTUALLY BECAUSE OF GOD'S LACK OF PUNISHMENT UPON SIN, HIS LACK of OF SHOWING HIS WRATH TOWARDS MAN'S SINS, PEOPLE WERE COMPARING THEMSELVES AMONG THEMSELVES AND MEASURING THEMSELVES BY THEMSELVES, WHICH 2 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 10 VERSE 12 SAYS IS NOT WISE. AND BECAUSE OF THIS, THEY WERE JUST LETTING SIN RUN RAMPANT BECAUSE GOD WASN'T PUNISHING THEM. THEY WEREN'T AWARE THAT SATAN WAS DESTROYING THEIR LIFE. SATAN GAINS INROAD THROUGH SIN. ROMANS CHAPTER 6, VERSE 16. I'VE QUOTED THAT NEARLY EVERY DAY THIS WEEK. BUT SATAN HAS ACCESS TO YOU WHEN YOU SIN. SO EVEN IF GOD WASN'T PUNISHING IT, SIN WAS... SATAN WAS PUNISHING OUR SIN AND GOD HAD TO DO SOMETHING TO LIMIT AND RESTRICT THE AMOUNT OF SIN BECAUSE SIN WAS JUST LITERALLY CORRUPTING AND DESTROYING THE HUMAN RACE. SO WHAT DID HE DO? HE GAVE A LAW. HE GAVE THE LAW, THE TEN COMMANDMENTS, AND NOT ONLY THE TEN COMMANDMENTS, BUT THE HUNDREDS OF COMMANDMENTS. I'VE HEARD SOME PEOPLE SAY THERE'S LIKE 630-SOMETHING COMMANDMENTS IN THE OLD TESTAMENT LAW. AND GOD GAVE THESE NOT TO SET US FREE, BUT TO SHOW US HOW BAD OUR SIN WAS. YOU KNOW, ONE OF THE GREATEST DECEPTIONS THAT THE DEVIL HAS EVER PUT OVER ON THE BODY OF CHRIST IS TO GET US TO EMBRACE THE OLD TESTAMENT LAW AS A POSITIVE THING THAT IF WE WILL JUST DO THIS AND THIS AND THIS AND THIS AND THIS, GOD WILL ACCEPT US. THAT IS NOT WHY GOD GAVE THE LAW. NOBODY CAN KEEP THE LAW. Nobody has ever kept the law except one, and that was Jesus. Jesus is the only perfect person. Everybody else has sinned and comes short of the glory of God. The Lord did not give the law to show you how to set yourself free by doing all of these things. Even if somehow a person could have kept the law from the time that they heard it, that still wouldn't have wiped out the sin nature that they were born with. AND THE THINGS THAT THEY DID BEFORE THEY LEARNED THE LAW. IT COULDN'T HAVE ERASED THE PAST. THE LAW WAS IMPOTENT TO SET A PERSON FREE. ALL IT DID WAS BIND US. ALL IT DID WAS SHOW US OUR SIN. AND DID YOU KNOW THAT THERE WAS A GODLY PURPOSE FOR THAT? UNTIL YOU RECOGNIZE THAT YOU ARE A SINNER, YOU DON'T RECOGNIZE THAT YOU NEED TO BE SAVED. SO THE LAW AMPLIFIED OUR sin. THE LAW MADE SIN COME ALIVE. ROMANS CHAPTER 7, PAUL SAID, I WAS ALIVE WITHOUT THE LAW ONCE, BUT WHEN THE COMMANDMENT CAME, SIN REVIVED AND I DIED. PEOPLE THINK THAT SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER IF YOU PREACH AGAINST THINGS AND SAY, THOU SHALT NOT DO THIS, THOU SHALT NOT DO THAT, THEY THINK THAT THAT IS GOING TO SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER STOP SIN. IT MAY STOP SOME PEOPLE FROM COMMITTING THOSE SINS BECAUSE THEY'RE AFRAID OF THE WRATH OF GOD, BUT IT'LL ACTUALLY MAKE THE LUST COME ALIVE ON THE INSIDE OF US. AS IT SAYS IN 1 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 15, VERSE 56, IT SAYS, THE STRENGTH OF SIN IS THE LAW. SOME PEOPLE DON'T UNDERSTAND THAT. THEY SAY, WHAT ARE YOU SAYING? MAN, THE LAW BREAKS THE DOMINION OF SIN. NO, THE LAW GIVES SIN DOMINION OVER US. MATTER OF FACT, RIGHT HERE IN ROMANS CHAPTER 6, AND IN VERSE 14, IT SAYS, FOR SIN SHALL NOT HAVE DOMINION OVER YOU, FOR YOU ARE NOT UNDER THE LAW, BUT UNDER GRACE. YOU COULD TAKE THAT VERSE AND TURN IT AROUND AND STILL BE ACCURATE IN SAYING IF YOU ARE UNDER THE LAW, THEN SIN WILL HAVE DOMINION OVER YOU. THE LAW ACTUALLY GAVE SIN DOMINION. SIN CAME ALIVE. THE STRENGTH OF SIN WAS THE LAW, IS WHAT 1 CORINTHIANS 15, 56 SAYS. AND I KNOW THAT MOST PEOPLE LISTENING TO THIS THINK, OH, WELL, MAN, IT'S JUST THE OPPOSITE. IF YOU PREACH AGAINST COMMITTING ADULTERY, THAT'LL STOP PEOPLE. WELL, IT MAY... THERE MAY BE SOME PEOPLE LIKE ME THAT IT STOPPED ME FROM COMMITTING THE PHYSICAL ACT, BUT JESUS SAID IN HIS SERMON ON THE MOUNT, HE SAYS, IF YOU'VE LUSTED IN YOUR HEART, YOU'VE ALREADY COMMITTED ADULTERY IN YOUR HEART. IT'S NOT JUST THE PHYSICAL ACT THAT'S WRONG, IT'S THE LUST THAT IS WRONG. AND DID YOU KNOW THAT IF YOU GO TO PREACHING AGAINST ADULTERY AND AGAINST SEXUAL IMMORALITY, YOU MAKE LUST COME ALIVE ON THE INSIDE OF YOU. SIN COMES ALIVE. SIN IS STRENGTHENED BY PREACHING ON THAT. NOW SOME PEOPLE MAY BE SO FEARFUL THEY DON'T COMMIT THE PHYSICAL ACT, BUT THEN THEY BECOME GUILTY IN THEIR HEART. I KNOW THAT SOME PEOPLE FIND THIS HARD TO UNDERSTAND, BUT I CAN GUARANTEE YOU IT'S TRUE. LIKE, AGAIN, I WAS RAISED UNDER A VERY LEGALISTIC, uh, RELIGIOUS CULTURE AND BECAUSE OF IT I'VE NEVER GONE OUT AND COMMITTED THE ACTS BUT I GUARANTEE YOU I WAS GUILTY OF LUST IN MY HEART I, I FELT SO CONDEMNED I WAS I HESITATE TO SAY THESE THINGS BECAUSE IT'S I WAS REALLY MESSED UP AND I KNOW SOME PEOPLE uh, THINK WELL THAT'S WHAT I FIGURED ABOUT YOU BUT YOU KNOW WHAT? BECAUSE OF MY RELIGIOUS TEACHING, I'D GO INTO A BATHROOM AND SEE WHERE SOMEBODY HAD SCRIBBLED OR SCRATCHED SOMETHING ON ONE OF THE STALLS OR SOMETHING, OR, YOU KNOW, IN CONCRETE AS YOU WALK ALONG. SOMETIMES THEY WOULD... THEY WOULD PUT WORDS OF PROFANITY IN THERE. AND I WOULD FEEL GUILT-RIDDEN AND CONDEMNED FOR DAYS AND HAVE TO PRAY, NOT BECAUSE I HAD DONE ANYTHING, BUT JUST BECAUSE I HAD SEEN SOMETHING, SOMETHING WAS BROUGHT TO MY MIND, AND I HAD SO MUCH LAW, SO MUCH LEGALISM IN ME, THAT I GUARANTEE YOU, JUST THINKING ABOUT ANYTHING THAT WAS SEXUALLY IMPURE CAUSED ME TO JUST LUST AND FEEL ALL OF THESE THINGS, AND IT it WAS BAD. I WAS MESSED UP. THAT'S WHAT THE LAW DOES. I NEVER WENT OUT AND COMMITTED THE ACTS, BUT, MAN, IT WAS, IT WAS AFFECTING ME. SO THE LAW, IT'S, YOU KNOW, IT'S LIKE THESE COMMERCIALS THAT YOU SEE ON TELEVISION. YOU HAVE A HEADACHE, AND SO IT SAYS, TAKE THIS FOR YOUR HEADACHE. NOW, IT COULD CAUSE IMPOTENCE. IT COULD CAUSE HEART uh, PROBLEMS. IT COULD CAUSE DEATH. AND and IT'S GOT ALL OF THESE SIDE EFFECTS TO IT. SOMETIMES THE SIDE EFFECTS ARE TEN TIMES WORSE THAN THE PROBLEM THAT YOU'RE TRYING TO CURE. WELL, THE LAW SOLVED THE PROBLEM AND THAT IS PEOPLE WHO WERE THINKING THAT THERE'S NOTHING WRONG WITH THIS. CAIN DID IT. Lamech DID IT. THEY GOT BY WITH MURDER. THERE'S NOTHING WRONG WITH THIS. AND IF YOU HAD, YOU KNOW, SEVERED YOUR CONSCIENCE WITH A... uh, SEARED IT WITH A HOT IRON, IF YOU HAD DEADENED YOUR HEART TO THE KNOWLEDGE OF WHAT RIGHT AND WRONG WAS AND YOUR CONSCIENCE WAS DEFILED, WELL, THEN THE LAW BROUGHT IT BACK TO ITS STANDARD. THE LAW uh, SHOWED YOU THAT HERE'S GOD'S PERFECT STANDARD AND SHOWED YOU THAT YOU HAD FALLEN SHORT. AND SO THAT WAS GOOD IN THE SENSE THAT IT CONDEMNED YOU AND THAT IT SHOWED YOU YOUR NEED FOR A SAVIOR. BUT IT ALSO CAUSED SIN TO COME ALIVE, LUST TO COME ALIVE. IT STRENGTHENED SIN IN YOUR LIFE. WHY WOULD GOD STRENGTHEN SIN? BECAUSE THE TRUTH IS SIN HAD ALREADY BEATEN YOU AND YOU JUST DIDN'T KNOW IT. AND YOU WERE UNDER A DECEPTION, THINKING, WELL, I'M RELATIVELY GOOD. I DON'T DEPERCUSS OR or CHEW OR GO WITH THOSE THAT DO. SO GOD IS GOING TO ACCEPT ME. IF MY GOOD OUTWEIGHS MY BAD, THEN GOD WILL ACCEPT ME. NO, THAT'S NOT HOW IT IS. IF YOU'VE EVER COMMITTED ONE SIN, YOU'RE GUILTY. EVEN IF YOU HAVEN'T COMMITTED ONE SIN, YOU WERE BORN WITH A SIN NATURE AND YOU are SEPARATED FROM GOD. THIS WHOLE CONCEPT OF YOUR GOOD OUTWEIGHING YOUR BAD IS TOTALLY WRONG. AGAIN, JAMES CHAPTER 2, VERSE 10, SAYS IF YOU KEEP THE WHOLE LAW AND YET OFFEND IN ONE POINT, YOU BECOME GUILTY OF ALL. SO IT'S NOT A MATTER OF HOW GOOD YOU ARE RELATIVE TO ME OR RELATIVE TO ANYBODY ELSE. ALL HAVE SINNED AND COME SHORT OF THE GLORY OF GOD, ROMANS 3, 23. THE GLORY OF GOD IS JESUS. UNLESS YOU'RE PERFECT, UNLESS YOU HAVE NEVER SINNED, THEN YOU NEED A SAVIOR. YOU ARE GUILTY. AND IF YOU DON'T RECOGNIZE THAT, THEN YOU NEED THE LAW TO SHOW YOU THAT YOU'RE A SINNER, TO BRING YOU TO THE END OF YOURSELF. YOU KNOW, I LITERALLY WAS HOLDING A SERVICE ONE TIME IN Houston, TEXAS. IT WAS IN A HOLIDAY INN, AND THERE WAS PROBABLY TWO TO THREE HUNDRED PEOPLE IN MY MEETING, MEETING IN THIS HOLIDAY INN CONVENTION CENTER. AND THE DOORS AT THE BACK OF THE AUDITORIUM WERE OPEN AND THERE WAS A MAN THAT WALKED BY. HE STOOD OUT THERE FOR A WHILE AND LISTENED TO ME AND THEN HE WALKED IN AND uh, HE LISTENED FOR JUST A FEW MOMENTS AND THEN HE INTERRUPTED ME AND STARTED SCREAMING AT ME AND YELLING AT ME WHILE I WAS PREACHING. AND I TRIED TO ANSWER HIM BUT HE WASN'T LISTENING TO ME AT ALL AND IT WAS JUST... IT WASN'T WORKING AND SO I EVENTUALLY JUST TOOK AUTHORITY OVER HIM AND COMMANDED HIM TO SIT DOWN AND SHUT UP UNTIL I GOT THROUGH BECAUSE HE WAS RUINING MY SERVICE. AND HE JUST SAT DOWN. (laughs) AND AS SOON AS THE SERVICE WAS OVER, I WENT UP AND TALKED TO THIS GUY. AND I BEGAN TO START TELLING HIM. I SAID, LOOK, GOD LOVES YOU. GOD CAN SET YOU FREE. WHATEVER IT IS THAT'S GOT YOU BOUND. JESUS IS THE ANSWER. HE CAN TOTALLY CHANGE YOUR LIFE. AND THIS MAN JUST STARTED SAYING, I DON'T NEED GOD. I AM GOD. I'VE NEVER DONE ANYTHING WRONG. I AM GOD. AND HE, HE WAS, YOU KNOW, HE WAS uh, HIGH ON SOMETHING. And, BUT I CAN GUARANTEE ON A HEART LEVEL HE KNEW THAT WASN'T TRUE. BUT HE HAD GOTTEN INTO THESE MIND GAMES AND SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER HAD CONVINCED HIMSELF THAT HE WAS GOD. NOW SEE, I STARTED TELLING HIM ABOUT THE GOODNESS OF GOD AND ABOUT HOW GOD LOVED HIM AND WANTED TO SET HIM FREE. BUT WHEN HE WAS INTO THIS MIND GAME WHERE HE SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER THOUGHT THAT HE DIDN'T NEED GOD, THAT HE WAS GOOD ENOUGH, YOU KNOW WHAT I DID? I WHOOPED THE LAW OUT ON HIM. I STARTED SHOWING HIM, THOU SHALT NOT, YOU SORRY THING. YOU ARE A STINK IN THE NOSTRILS OF GOD, (laughs) THAT GOD IS ANGRY, THAT GOD IS UPSET. AND I MEAN, THIS MAN WHO JUST MOMENTS BEFORE WAS SAYING, I AM GOD. NOTHING'S WRONG WITH ME. I TOOK THE LAW LIKE A SWORD AND I JUST WHITTLED HIM DOWN TO NOTHING. AND I MEAN, IN JUST MOMENTS, HE WAS CRYING AND SAID, OH, GOD, HAVE MERCY ON ME. SEE, THAT'S THE PURPOSE OF THE LAW. NOW GOD WANTED TO EXTEND GRACE TO THE HUMAN RACE. THAT'S THE REASON THAT FOR THE FIRST 2,000 YEARS, HE DIDN'T IMPUTE OUR SINS UNTO US. BUT WHEN WE LOST OUR SENSE OF RIGHT AND WRONG BECAUSE OF RELATIVE uh, MORALITY, COMPARING OURSELVES WITH OTHER PEOPLE, AND WE NO LONGER HAD A FEAR OF GOD, AND BECAUSE OF IT, WE WERE JUST GOING OUT AND LIVING IN SIN, AND SIN WAS LITERALLY CORRUPTING AND DESTROYING THE HUMAN RACE, GOD HAD TO DO SOMETHING TO LIMIT SIN, AND WHAT HE DID WAS THE LAW. HE GAVE US A LAW AND IT MADE SIN REVIVE AND COME ALIVE AND IT KILLED US. IT STRENGTHENED SIN. It brought us to our knees and showed us that, oh God, if this is what you demand. You know, the society is celebrating homosexuality and having parades and saying that this is all fine and that there's nothing wrong with it. And so there's many people buying into that. But then God gave the law and he showed what his opinion about homosexuality was when he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. AND HE LOVES PEOPLE THAT ARE HOMOSEXUALS. HE'S WANTING TO REDEEM THEM, BUT THE FIRST STEP TOWARDS REDEMPTION IS RECOGNIZING THAT THIS IS WRONG. AND SO GOD GAVE THE LAW, AND HE DESTROYED PEOPLE AND PUNISHED PEOPLE, AND THE WRATH OF GOD BEGAN TO BE POURED OUT. AND PEOPLE HAVE MISTAKENLY THOUGHT THAT THIS IS THE WAY THAT GOD REALLY IS. GOD IS JUST THIS ANGRY, VICIOUS, VILE GOD. BUT NO, THE BIBLE SAYS IN FIRST JOHN CHAPTER 4, VERSE 8, THAT GOD IS LOVE. THAT'S HIS REAL NATURE. HE'S WANTING TO FORGIVE. HE'S NOT WANTING TO PUNISH, BUT HE'S ALSO HOLY. AND UNLESS YOU RECOGNIZE THAT WHAT YOU'VE DONE IS SINFUL, AND UNLESS YOU TURN FROM IT AND ASK AND RECEIVE THE MERCY OF GOD, THEN GOD IS OBLIGATED AS A HOLY GOD TO REJECT YOU. THE WAGES OF SIN IS DEATH, ROMANS 6, 23. BUT THE GIFT OF GOD IS ETERNAL LIFE. GOD IS NOT WANTING TO GIVE YOU WHAT YOU DESERVE. HE WANTS TO GIVE YOU THE GIFT OF ETERNAL LIFE. BUT BEFORE YOU CAN RECEIVE IT, YOU'VE GOT TO QUIT BEING YOUR OWN SAVIOR. YOU'VE GOT TO QUIT THINKING THAT SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER GOD OWES YOU SALVATION. HE DOESN'T. WHAT HE OWES YOU IS DEATH. HE OWES YOU JUDGMENT. ALL OF US HAVE SINNED AND COME SHORT OF THE GLORY OF GOD, AND WE DESERVE THE WRATH AND THE JUDGMENT OF GOD. BUT IF YOU DON'T KNOW THAT, YOU WON'T TURN TO HIM FOR SALVATION. YOU THINK THAT YOU'RE GOING TO BE ACCEPTED BASED ON YOUR OWN GOODNESS, AND THAT IS NOT TRUE. SO THE LAW SERVED A PURPOSE. IT REVEALED GOD'S WRATH. IT REVEALED HIS PROPER STANDARD. IT GOT RID OF RELATIVISM FOR ANYBODY WHO WOULD PAY ATTENTION, AND IT BROUGHT OUR CONSCIENCE BACK, AND IT began TO CONDEMN US. AND EVEN THOUGH THAT WAS A USEFUL PURPOSE, GOD DIDN'T WANT US TO BE CONDEMNED. YOU KNOW, OVER HERE IN 1 JOHN, CHAPTER 4, AND VERSE 18, IT SAYS, THERE IS NO FEAR IN LOVE, BUT PERFECT LOVE CAST OUT FEAR, BECAUSE FEAR HATH TORMENT. HE THAT FEARETH IS NOT MADE PERFECT IN LOVE. GOD DIDN'T WANT US TO BE AFRAID OF HIM. HE DIDN'T WANT US TO LIVE UNDER A CONSTANT SENSE OF FOREBODING THAT HIS WRATH WAS COMING UPON US. HE WANTED TO EXTEND MERCY TO US. BUT WHEN WE TOOK HIS LACK OF PUNISHMENT AND LACK OF REJECTION AS APPROVAL AND ACCEPTANCE, WELL, THEN HE HAD TO SHOW HIS WRATH AGAINST OUR SIN. AND WHEN HE DID, IT BROUGHT GUILT, IT BROUGHT CONDEMNATION, IT BROUGHT US TO THE END OF OURSELF SO THAT WE COULD BEGIN TO START RECEIVING THE BEGINNING OF GOD. AND THAT WAS NECESSARY. BUT ONCE WE ARE COME TO CHRIST, WE ARE NO LONGER SUPPOSED TO BE LIVING UNDER THAT GUILT AND CONDEMNATION. LET ME SHOW YOU THESE VERSES. IN GALATIANS CHAPTER 3, IN VERSE 19, WHEREFORE THEN SERVETH THE LAW, IT WAS ADDED. NOTICE THE TERMINOLOGY. IT WAS ADDED. THIS WASN'T GOD'S FIRST THING. HIS FIRST THING WAS MERCY AND GRACE. HE MADE A COVENANT WITH ABRAHAM, WHO WAS A MAN LIVING IN A SEXUAL ABOMINATION, ACCORDING TO LEVITICUS 18. AND YET GOD EXTENDED MERCY TOWARDS HIM AND MADE A COVENANT OF GRACE WITH ABRAHAM. AND IT WAS 430 YEARS LATER WHEN HE GAVE THE LAW THROUGH MOSES. IT WAS ADDED. THAT WASN'T HIS FIRST COVENANT. SO IT SAYS, WHEREFORE THEN SERVETH THE LAW? IT WAS ADDED BECAUSE OF TRANSGRESSIONS, TILL THE SEED SHOULD COME TO WHOM THE PROMISE WAS MADE, AND IT WAS ORDAINED BY ANGELS IN THE HAND OF A MEDIATOR. NOW, A MEDIATOR IS NOT A MEDIATOR OF ONE, BUT GOD IS ONE. IS THE LAW THEN AGAINST THE PROMISES OF GOD? GOD FORBID, FOR IF THERE COULD HAVE BEEN A LAW GIVEN WHICH COULD HAVE GIVEN LIFE, VERILY, RIGHTEOUSNESS SHOULD HAVE BEEN BY THE LAW. BUT THE SCRIPTURE HATH CONCLUDED ALL UNDER SIN THAT THE PROMISE BY FAITH OF JESUS CHRIST MIGHT BE GIVEN UNTO THEM THAT BELIEVE. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up under the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under the schoolmaster, for we are all children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. This is saying that the law was added because of our sins. To bring us to the end of ourselves. But once we come to Christ, we are no longer under that schoolmaster. The law was like a schoolmaster, a teacher that pushed us towards grace. You know, I think I use that example of a man who went to heaven and the angel met him and said, You know, uh, what makes you worthy? And he says, Oh, I've been living a holy life. And he says, You got to have a hundred points before you can get into heaven. Man says, No problem, man, I've lived a holy life. So he says, just ask me. And so that he says, have you gone to church? Oh yeah, I've never missed a church service. He says, that's half of a point. And then he says, Were you faithful to your wife? Oh yeah, I'm faithful to my wife. Never cheated on her. Well, that's worth one point. And after a number, you know, a dozen questions, this man only had five points, and he had to have a hundred to get into heaven. And, and so finally, when he saw the way that he was being graded, he says, My God, have mercy on me. And the angel says, Come right on in. <laughs> Amen. SEE, THAT WAS THE PURPOSE OF THE LAW, WAS TO GET RID OF YOUR DECEPTION THAT SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER YOU DESERVED THE GOODNESS OF GOD. YOU JUST HAVE TO THROW YOURSELF ON THE MERCY OF GOD, BUT YOU DON'T EVEN REALIZE THAT YOU NEED MERCY UNTIL YOU REALIZE HOW SINFUL YOU ARE, AND THAT WAS THE PURPOSE OF THE LAW. GOD DID NOT GIVE THE LAW SO YOU COULD KEEP IT, AND EARN RELATIONSHIP WITH HIM. GOD GAVE THE LAW TO SHOW YOU HOW INCAPABLE OF KEEPING THE LAW YOU WERE, HOW SINFUL YOU WERE SO THAT YOU WOULD GET OUT OF SELF-SALVATION, SELF-RIGHTEOUSNESS, AND YOU WOULD THROW YOURSELF ON THE MERCY OF GOD. SAD TO SAY, THE CHURCH HAS BASICALLY BEEN USING THE LAW TELLING YOU THIS IS WHAT YOU MUST DO INSTEAD OF SAYING THIS IS HOW UNGODLY YOU ARE AND THAT'S WHY YOU NEED GRACE. MAN, I'VE STILL GOT MORE TO SHARE ABOUT THIS. I'M GOING TO BE MINISTERING ON THIS NEXT WEEK. THIS IS MY TEACHING ENTITLED, THE WAR IS OVER. AND I TELL YOU, THIS IS A KEEPER. THIS IS SOMETHING THAT WOULD REALLY BLESS YOUR LIFE. YOU NEED THESE THINGS. I REALLY BELIEVE THAT. I'VE GOT IT IN BOOK FORM, CD FORM, STUDY GUIDE. OUR ANNOUNCER WILL GIVE YOU ALL OF THE INFORMATION ABOUT HOW YOU CAN GET IT. REMEMBER THAT A WEEK FROM TODAY, NEXT FRIDAY, WILL BE MY LAST DAY TO TEACH ON THIS. SO YOU NEED TO CALL OR write today.
0: We hope you were blessed by today's episode of The Gospel Truth. Andrew and Jamie wish to share their sincere gratitude for all the grace partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your generous partnership enables us to take the gospel, the nearly too-good-to-be-true news, to the ends of the earth. May God richly bless you for your faithfulness. If you're not already partnering with Andrew Womack Ministries, we encourage you to join us in this great harvest today. Andrew's teaching titled The War Is Over is available in a CD album recorded live from a Gospel Truth seminar or in a DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. You can also get this teaching as a book or study guide in either English or Spanish. Or you can get the War Is Over Package, which includes your choice of either the CD or DVD album, the book, and the study guide. This package has a catalog value of $85, but you can get it today for only 60. The individual audio CD highlighted in today's broadcast is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. Our helpline number is 719-635-1111. If the lines are busy, remember, you can order ministry materials or become a Grace Partner 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at awmi.net. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today.
1: I'D LIKE TO INVITE YOU TO COME TO OUR CAMPUS DAYS. WE'LL HAVE ALL OF OUR INSTRUCTORS MINISTERING. WE WILL HAVE FELLOWSHIP TIME TOGETHER. THERE WILL BE QUESTIONS AND ANSWERS. AND IT'S AN OPPORTUNITY FOR YOU TO JUST COME CHECK OUT NOT ONLY THE SPIRITUAL THINGS, BUT THE FACILITIES HERE. WE HAVE ONE OF THE MOST BEAUTIFUL CAMPUSES IN THE WORLD. IF YOU CAN'T RELATE TO GOD AND FIND GOD THROUGH THE SURROUNDINGS, THEN THE WORD THAT WE SHARE WILL DEFINITELY BRING YOU TO ANOTHER LEVEL. IT WILL BE AN AWESOME TIME RIGHT HERE IN WOODLAND PARK. You know, if you would like to come to Karis Bible College, but you just can't bring on yourself to leave where you are and move out here, I would like to let you know that we have extension schools all over the United States as well as many foreign countries. And uh, we have morning classes, night classes. We have Saturday classes where you meet just two Saturdays a month and do the rest by correspondence. There's many ways for you to take advantage. So go check out our website and see if there is a Karis Bible College close to you.
2: As Karis continues to grow, new locations are constantly being added. Students are being equipped through the Word of God and grounded in the message of God's unconditional love and grace. With over 70 locations worldwide and brand new ones starting, there is a Karis waiting for you. Please go to karisbiblecollege.org mycampus to find a campus opening near you. Bring Keris with you wherever you go with our new Keris app. Free to download, the Keris app allows you to easily access everything Keras Bible College has to offer in one place. Receive exclusive Grace content and explore unique Keras features. Watch or listen to archived resources and teachings. Follow along with the Bible reading plan or listen to the audio Bible. The Keris app brings everything in one place. Download your app today. Welcome to the AWM Minute, a small glimpse on how your partnership with Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College is transforming lives around the world. When Andrew's teachings of God's unconditional love and grace broke the legalism in Mike and Pat's life, they knew their lives would never be the same again. To further grow in this revelation of God's love, the Heisers attended Karis Bible College, where the Holy Spirit began calling them to the heart of Africa.
1: When we got a hold of this message, we realized we had a message now to tell, but we never could have done that if we had not known the authority of the believer. If we had not known that God loved us, If we had not known that he qualifies us, we don't qualify ourselves.
2: Today, the same message that freed them from legalism is now setting lives free from AIDS, sexual slavery, and drug addictions throughout Kenya. To see Mike and Pat's Full Grace encounter, visit awmi.net today.